It's Kitchen Table Spirituality, an evening devotional. I'm Jonathan Malone. I pastor a church in Rhode Island in the town of East Greenwich. That was great. You never hear pastor as a verb anymore. I'm Charlie Eastman, (laughs) and I pastor a church in Southboro, Massachusetts called Pilgrim Congregational Church. So it's good to see you, Charlie. How's everything going? How's everything at your church? Uh, things are quite well. We are we are getting. Um, we had a bump up in technology and worship this week. Oh, uh, where we saw a, a, a member of the church brought in a serious um, camera uh, that was running through the. Um, I don't know if the camera was motorized necessarily, but man, did it look serious! Wow. And we had a condenser microphone, and we recorded audio at a whole new level. And I learned about. I was reminded of the directionality of microphones mm-hmm. when I performed my um, my song at the end. I did "America the Beautiful" at the end oh, of the service nice. with guitar. But uh, I definitely had some volume issues because I forgot that when I get that quiet, when the software is trying mm. to respond to the signal, I I like to do the "America, America." I like to do those kind of oh. sotto voce, and I I I needed to bring a little more punch. Ah. Um, Lesson learned, but it was fun, and we talked about Memorial Day, and mm-hmm. we did our recorded service, and it was great. And we're planning Children's Sunday soon, and getting ready for nice. all that stuff. I had a moment where a worshipper said they wanted to be part of the um, part of the task force we're putting together, and they made a comment about worship, and and people keep talking about when worship begins again when we get back to the building. Mm. And she said, "I'm not going to talk about when we restart worship because we've been doing it all along." Nice. Nicely said. I said, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Worship is worship. However, we have to put it together. It is what it is. But I yeah. have other news, if I may. Yeah, Continue please. my digression. I have started blogging full-time, in air quotes again. Mm-hmm. So I had two posts last week, one post this week's coming so far, maybe two. Um, we're getting into a consistent weekly blog schedule, which is not something I've kept to mm-hmm. in a long time. So I'm hopeful that maybe that'll be a continuing ministry for many years. Fantastic. Great. Yep. Th- this week I wrote about Archie Williams, ah. the uh, America's Got Talent uh, gentleman who was incarcerated for over 30 years uh, and watched America's Got Talent in prison and then wanted a chance to audition. Mm. He got it wow. and he killed. He was amazing. Oh, jeez. So it gave me an opportunity to talk about scriptural passages. I, com- mm. I talked about Peter in prison. and Nice. Anyway. So, Nothing like a blogger who wants to tell you about their blog. Well, sure, yeah. Why not? <laughs> it's all ministry is self-indulgent it's in a, many ways. Yeah, it's a ministry I can actually do right now, yeah. so it's fun. That's good. I like talking to people on the phone too, but it isn't the same. No, no. Blogging is the same. So we had um, our service ended not with America the Beautiful. That was sung er, mid-service, but I ended actually. I, I was. Um, foolish and tried to sing Higher Ground, the Stevie Wonder song. <gasps> oh, that's and, a great and, song. It, and yeah, I, I think I did okay. I took a, took it up the octave, and uh, nice. I, I, I do understand some people were dancing a little bit in their homes, and I did oh, give nice. permission that it was okay during that time of worship, in that instance, to dance. Now, you're not a guitar player, so what did you sing with? No, uh, our our music director Donna O'Brien oh, is oh, there, so she right. played the piano and she did, piano. She, did she did great. great. She did really great. The song was probably written on piano, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And if you listen to the, and it's all left hand. It's all the bass. It's all left hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to make an announcement for my folks who are listening. Uh, we are doing another food drive this Saturday. Uh, we have some people who are going to actually make meals on Friday and be taking them out to folks who just. You know, haven't been able to get out and just bring them a nice home cooked meal, 
And while they're doing that, why don't you come swing by the church and bring food for a food pantry? The food pantry in Providence at Calvary Baptist Church is in deep need of food. Uh, they go through it so fast because that's in the South Providence neighborhood where there's um, a lot of hurt. Uh, so please, between um, uh, 10.30 and 12 on Saturday morning, we'll be collecting food at the church. Fantastic. Thank you for that. Yeah. Okay. That's all our church news, right? Hooray, church news. So, so Charlie, I want to tell you, this morning, while I was doing some reading, uh, I was listening to the songbook of George and Ira Gershwin. Oh, Sung, stuff. Oh, yeah. Sung by Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, even better. I know, right? Yeah. And, and I noticed that while I was, you know, listening along and trying to read and stuff, one of the songs was He Loves and She Loves, which is a nice song. It's a really nice song. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later on that, on that disc, I still listen to CDs, by the way, just mm-hmm. for folks. You fossil. <laughs> <laughs> if it was good enough for Edison, it's good enough for me. That's right. <laughs> um, but then uh, the, 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 uh, another song is Treat Me Rough. Mm. And it made me think about relationships. Oh, indeed it might. Yeah. And you have landed us on our topic, haven't See you? See how I did that? I, I did from a thousand miles away, actually. <laughs> <laughs> because when one says George and Ira Gershwin, immediately you think <laughs> relationships. Of course. Well, I, it's just the, the Treat Me Rough, especially. I, I cringed mm-hmm. at the title, and I cringed at the song. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> a, well, in our post-woke uh, idealizations, we, we tend to think we've... Th- there are modalities that we, we hear in different ways now. And yeah. just that phrase, Treat Me Rough, sounds yeah. like something we wouldn't talk about on Kitchen Table Spirituality necessarily. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, the he loves, she loves, I thought, well, we're moving towards this kind of egalitarianism. It, it's nice to have right. the, the balance. Um, you know, I mean, relationships, we've heard that this, this time of quarantine, this time of, of COVID-19, um, will either be kind of a make or break for many relationships. Yeah. Um, that the divorce rate, or some, of the, some have predicted that as soon as this is done, the divorce rate is going to skyrocket because people are just waiting until they can go see their lawyer. Right. Um, or I've also heard that nine months from now, there's going to be a baby boom. Yeah. Uh, because I don't know. I think, I think they're both, they both represent um, kind of the, the wild swing possibility on the far end that's likely. I, I think we're much more likely to see relationships that emerge from this quarantine mode of living, either either beleaguered or um, either beleaguered or, or strengthened. And it's mm. go, all going to depend on the intentionality of the participants. Mm. That's, that's mostly what's going to determine the outcome. Unless you are just in an, an Again, an overused phrase, toxic, mm-hmm. unsustainable relationship, in which case that's, that's just something that is difficult and, and needs to be put under the microscope and dealt with in, yeah. uh, in the hardest pars- possible terms. But. Yeah, and I don't think that wasn't where we were going to go today, but we do want to say to people, if you are in, in a dangerous relationship, yes. physically, emotionally, mentally, um, we are going to be praying for you because... Normally, the words we give is get out, but in this time, that 
that's really difficult right. to do. Uh, so we will keep you in prayers. It's not possible for everybody. We'll keep yeah. you in prayers, and I'll make sure in the show notes that you get uh, the, the appropriate hotlines, both in, in the greater Providence area and also in, in Massachusetts, uh, yeah. lines you can call to get help if you need it. Yeah. Um, and, and you could easily... I hope, maybe not, but you could go on your computer and go to the <laughs> Kitchen Table Spirituality Podcast and get those numbers and right. not raise a flag. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, it should never hurt to be in a relationship. Amen, brother. Amen. But there are other relationships that so you know that that do occur, and and I do I do think that this time has caused many of us to. Um, and interact with others that we may normally interact with in a different kind of way. Yeah. Um, for for parents with kids, the schedules have completely changed. We're no longer, you know, ships passing in the night. You yeah. know, as you're driving one kid to one thing and another kid to another, now you're all home all the time. You may be discovering your kid for your first time in first time in years. I found out I have four children. How about all that? this? I thought I had three, maybe or two. I right. uh, but now apparently there's four of them, and they show that, up for dinner every night. Uh, it's, wow! Yeah. Oh yeah, like clockwork, huh? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I think they're pretty okay, actually. I I, oh, I kind nice of enjoy of talking to, to them. That's nice of you to say. <laughs> Having said that, though, there may be aspects of your kids' personalities that you are not enjoying. Um, mm. Everybody's. We all live in a world with various electronic devices that mm-hmm. our kids are enwrapped by and um, chasing them off of that and getting them to... In our house, we, we are not uh, the best outdoorsy types. Mm-hmm. My wife and I love to go hiking, but it, it d- definitely takes uh, more convincing since we don't want to raise kids that are automatons who do our bidding every time we tell them to jump. Uh, we experience some pushback. Mm. And that's been challenging for a lot of folks in their relationships with their kids. Yeah. Yeah, and I think on the other hand, it's for those who are used to seeing um, relatives or friends or you know parents or children mm. on a regular basis, oh. and yeah. and you can't. So it's changed the way you interact with others on a regular basis to you know more with the phone right. call or um, my with my extended family. We've been doing Wednesday night game night. So on Zoom, we me and and, and myself and and most of my siblings. I'm one of six. Am I six? One of eight? Oh, I forgot now. Four, five, six, seven. Uh, seven. One of seven. Job. Yeah, wait, I'm one of seven. <laughs> Let's not say who got forgotten on here. <laughs> I forgot how many siblings I have. Well, see? Corona brain. Yeah, yeah. so we, we do a, a Zoom on Wednesday nights and play games together. Nice. And apparently not all of them make it because I totally forgot who else is right. I'm related to. Are there any resources you can share uh, for gaming online for folks? Well, there's a Jack. Like to try that? So Jackbox, Jackbox TV yeah. has some great stuff, but there's another one. Um, Kenner Draw, I think it is. I'll put that link on the show notes as well where it's free you. where you can do telestrations or Pictionary. Um, right. So it, and that's fantastic. That's been really yeah. Really Jackbox cool. TV has emerged as like the Zoom of the gaming online world. Yeah, yeah, and it just to play interactive party games, those kind of games. Right, right. Well, I mean, there's, you won't you won't play Settlers of Catan on Jackbox. Not that's yet. A different experience. <laughs> well, then for that you've got Tabletopia or Tabletop Simulator. There's a lot of resources. Mm. I I can see I, I've got some work to do contributing to the show notes this week. <laughs> you and me both. We got to stop giving ideas. Right. <laughs> But um, so so relationships, uh, 
you had some scriptures you wanted to bring in to the relationships. I always do. Yeah. I always do. Um, I, I, I found when, when you, when you kind of search, do a quick search online for things that relate to relationships. I mean, I, I know Exodus chapter 20, 10 commandments talk about relationships. So we'll mm. get to that in a second, but this passage pops up quickly. It's Matthew 18, 15 through 17. I'm, I'm taking it from the ESV. Oh, whoa, whoa. If your brother sins against you, or sister, go and tell him or her their fault between you and them alone. If they listen to you, you've gained them. But if they do not listen to you, take one or two others along with you so that a charge can be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If they refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church... Let them be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. So uh, I did some creative, uh, creative uh, changing of the language there to include sisters mm. and to oh, acknowledge nice. that a female gender exists. Um, however, this idea that when there's a problem, you go directly to the individual mm. and address it in mm-hmm. speaking to them. So what might this look like in relation to my children? Well, if I'm sitting around the, the dinner table and one of them reaches across me physically to get something on the other side of me uh, on the table, standing up to, to put their entire body in front of me, and I don't want them to repeat that behavior, maybe I don't say to them in the middle of the meal, would you sit down? You are so inconsiderate. Of all my children, you are the least considerate. <laughs> you are now a tax collector to me. You are like a Gentile to me. <laughs> now, in fact, meet with them after the meal and say, when you reach across me like that, I feel like you're really invading my personal space. Hmm. What could we do different? That's interesting. So you're describing behavior, yeah. not intention. This is a management tool, too. Yeah. Describe the behavior, describe what happens for you personally, mm-hmm. and then ask what could be done differently. And see if you can get in a discussion with them. It works. This, this tactic can work with anybody in your life yeah. if you don't do it condescendingly. I usually but, just but, stick a fork in their hand when they reach across me. See, yeah. there's always a way to bring the relationship to a new level. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to start thinking about this now. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. that idea yeah. of going first to the individual yeah. in private, then if it doesn't work, then you bring other people in. So again, if this is a family setting, maybe if going one-on-one, you're not getting a resolution or you're not communicating well, then you call a family meeting mm. and bring everybody to the table. I know family meetings sounds corny to some people, whatever, but family meetings are the cornerstone of some of our best family relationships. When we all sit down together and say, we need to talk. There's an issue. There's something that's not working. Parents, kids, somehow we're all contributing to the problem and we need to figure out how to solve it. Mm. And then finally, this last step, if, if they refuse, tell it to the church. To me, that just represents higher level assistance. Right. So in church, it represents the church, whether it's the deacons or the council or whatever bodies you can rely on. But in a family, maybe you seek family counseling together on mm. a Zoom call now, whatever, whatever it takes. Right. There is that, so that's one. Yeah. And the thing I hear in that is intentionality. Very much so. And, and you know, virus or not, it's so much easier in the short term to not be intentional in your relationships. Mm-hmm. to let things just kind of fall into a status quo and just continue in a way that you're going through the motions and, mm-hmm. you know, and there's mm-hmm. not depth, um, but there's That's also right. not crisis, at least immediately. Right, until the virus touches down or until yeah. some other problem happens. Right, and, and I think what we're finding is those relationships that didn't have intentionality 
all of that stuff that has been brewing underneath, kind of bubbling, is coming up. Right. Yeah. So yeah, time. So, yeah. I, Go ahead. I had a director, uh, a director at UConn, who said, "Time wounds all heals." <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. That's very time true. Time wounds all heals, yeah. and it's true across the span of a play, mm-hmm. a dramatic play, dramatic arc. But it's true in relationships too. If you let things fester. They, the, the passage of time just makes them worse and worse and right. worse. And, and Can I jump to... Yeah, go, go ahead, ahead, jump. Jump away. Ten Commandments. Oh, Ten Commandments, um, that's right. I, I want to point out the preamble of the Ten Commandments. Just the first verse, Then God spoke these words, and the second, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. That's the preamble. Mm. And we've been over and over the Ten Commandments in our lives as preachers, Jonathan, haven't we? Well, I'm still but, working on the first one. I figure I'm going to work on following one at a time. You shall have no other gods. <laughs> okay. That's the first one. But when I figure, That's a good one. Yeah, when I've got that one really down, I'll one. move to the next one. <laughs> okay. I appreciate your Zen-like approach. Yeah. Well, you know. Zen-like. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am the Lord your God. Yeah. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. The relationship between God and Israel is reestablished in the verbiage of of the Scripture before God even approaches the Ten Commandments. We get this reminder that it's the relationship that Mm. all this is built on. That's why there's Ten Commandments. If there wasn't that relationship, there'd be no reason for all this instruction. Right. It, It would just be... There'd be no point. So then we get into the Ten Commandments themselves. No other gods before me. God says this relationship between us is precious. Um, honor your mother and your father. Mm. Relationship building. That honor, that respect, that, that sense of their value in your life that makes it all worthwhile. Uh, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Recovenanting yeah. your relationship with God. On and on and on. Graven image, Lord's name in vain. Don't kill. Adultery, stealing, things you do against your neighbors. They're all, I mean, if you needed a one-word synopsis of the Ten Commandments. It, you could kind of say relationship. Well, yeah, and, and other scholars, people probably much, you know, have studied much more than we have, have pointed out again and again that this starts with relationship with God, and then with the honor of father, mother, shifts to relationships with others. Mm-hmm. And so we have the, the vertical, and then we move to the horizontal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely all about relationship. And again, and this one... There is an active intentionality, and then there's a passive intentionality. I mean, the passive would be, for me, like, don't murder. Like, you know, some of us have to actively not murder. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there are those times when we are so pushed that we're like, I am now going to walk away from this situation. (laughs) Recognizing that we are not murderous. Right. Just that the level of... Of anxiety and anger rises to a point where right, right. But those are but those really tend to be yeah, they tend to be more passive overall. Let's hope overall right. that we're not. So we could go on and on with scripture, Jonathan. I, yeah. There's Matthew 25 about how we care for the least of these. Mm-hmm. There's there are so many passages. A man shall leave his fa- father and mother and join the wife. There's there's Esau and Jacob. There's so many different passages of the Bible uh, that. delineate relationships from Cain and Abel through to relationships and revelation. So don't think that because we're not listing 36 Bible verses uh, about marriage that they don't exist. They absolutely do. And if you need help with that, call or text us and we'll talk about it. Sure. Oh, happy to. Scripture is full of 
stuff in right. relationships. I, I think one of the things to, you know, we, we've been talking about the, you know, addressing the challenges in a relationship, addressing those mm-hmm. places where you bump up against each other. But what can we do, Jonathan? Well, I was going to also say there's a, there should be an intentionality about um, the blessings as well. Hmm. Uh, that we don't just wait for a relationship to to be a struggle, but to also say, and this is especially for for couples. You know, when I when I do right. premarriage work or just couple work, I say, do you do you have a date night? Um, do you do things for each other? Small, you know, small little things, and it, and it doesn't just have to be for the person you know you are, you know, remote, romantically intertwined with. Can I say that? Is that the best way I can say that? Yeah, it's the best way. That works. Yeah. yeah. But also for for your children, for your neighbors, for your friends. I, I mean, one of the things I thought that was fantastic was, um, you know, little neighborhoods have done different things. My sister in the Albany area, they put rainbows in their windows. And mm-hmm. so people would drive around and do rainbow right. spotting. We Some have, people are putting lights in their windows. Yep, we have uh, uh, bears, so you people, other like kids can go on bear hunts so they can see bears oh, in nice. people's windows. Yeah, stuff like that. And that's an, an intentionality towards relationship as well, which yeah, I think is chalks, really... Chalks, sidewalk stuff is big now. Yeah. Aphorisms, people giving each other encouragement on the sidewalk. Yeah, so definitely... Figuratively and literally, probably. Yeah, probably. But uh, also, I, you know, for me, what, what is a foundation of relationships is prayer. Hmm. Uh, and, and praying... F- you would say that. You're such a pastor. I am. Well... <laughs> but say more. I, you know, that's in, in my way sense, of getting prayer. out of relationships. Well, then, first of all, oh, the nice prayer. thing about prayer is, yeah, when people say, I need to talk, I'll say, well, let me pray for it for you first. And I could take huh. a good eight, ten hours. <laughs> you know? Oh, my. It's like the introvert's dream of relationship. Like, oh, no, we're in a very active relationship. I'm just praying for them constantly. I, but I thought, I thought as introverts we were supposed to crave one-on-one relationships. I thought we, that was the level we could actually handle. I thought Charles, it was where two or more gathered, the introvert is uncomfortable. Right. You're at a level three introvert. I'm going up to level 15 introvert. Oh, okay. Fine. We're, to, we're, we're getting to hermitage kind of introversion here. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Yeah, I mean, there there are levels, and you get robes and cards and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, it's really cool. A little hat with a gem in it. Um, but you know, prayer. I think it, it, what what prayer does is it brings God into the relationship. Indeed, and, and I think that's essential. And I especially think that's essential in a time of political divisiveness. Mm-hmm. I I don't care where you fall in the political spectrum. If you're, you know, on one side or the other, I, I am sure that a politician has driven you nuts during this time. Indeed. And Repeatedly. Yeah. And, and so you can hear, hear this and insert the person's name that you want. Mm. I think it's incumbent upon us as a people of faith to pray for that person mm. and to say, and to even say, the way I feel towards that person has a lot of vitriol, has a lot of um, just anger, a lot of hatred. So, God, I need you in this relationship right now mm. because I'm looking at someone, you know, who is a child or at one point or another, and I'm having a hard time seeing them as a human. I need you in this relationship. And I went right for the politics because I think that's where most of us tend to get the most angriest and where we tend to... Otherize the person. 
Absolutely. And there's a real high level of anxiety attached to that anger right now as we see them making policy. Mm-hmm. You may find yourself uh, really angry at a politician that you had previously really appreciated yeah, uh, because of the boneheaded way you think they're acting. Uh, and they may be. They may be boneheaded. Um, but of course, it's hard to know without the entire picture before us. And I, I really appreciate this, Jonathan. This works on yes, that very that very distant level, but also up close. Mm-hmm. And I wanna I wanna distinguish this kind of prayer from the way that we speak about. Uh, there's a there's a new meme that has been generated by I don't know who, but um, it's it's thoughts and prayers. Is mm, a meme that, yeah. that says thoughts and prayers. Our thoughts and prayers are with you, which is a thing politicians actually say in, on Twitter. But thoughts and prayers as a as a thing to ridicule, as a point of faith to say, see what good is faith when when someone shoots up a school and all you can bring is thoughts and prayers, or someone right. you know does some other horrible thing and all you can bring is thoughts and prayers. This is the complete opposite of that. This is right. looking for a transforming of your relationship mm. with someone yeah. through sharing your heart with God about them. Yeah. It, That's a whole different level, folks. It's an active relationship. Right. That changes things. That changes things even in you. Mm-hmm. So you may not affect the change of their fortunes in the world, but you will definitely change your relationship to how you then hear about that person. Yeah. Yeah. Or how you interact with them day to day. I promise you, if you are praying for your kids every day, earnestly praying for them, just lifting them up to God mm-hmm. for God's care. God, care for them in your way. God, help them to find their place in the world and what they're going to be about. If you pray that selflessly for them rather than just, God, make him anything that will earn money so that I don't have to have him live in my house for the next 40 years. You know, not that kind of prayer. But if you pray right. a real earnest prayer for them and their well-being... Your relationship, I think, will change. Yeah, and especially do that for the people that drive you nuts. Indeed. You've got now to... Now more than ever, Jonathan. Yeah. Now more than ever. Yeah. I think that's a good place to transition to prayer. What do you think? Hey, yeah, there we go with the lead-ins again. Well done. That one was... A, I didn't see that one coming from quite as far. Oh, okay, good. I try not to be as obvious all the time, just most of the time. So I have this... <laughs> um, I have a prayer to end with by... Howard Thurman. Oh, one of the greats. Yeah. Yeah, Howard Thurman lived from 1899 to 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the um, foundational thinkers of the civil rights movement, a huge influence on Martin Luther King Jr., um, uh, uh, you know, uh, Jesus of the Disinherited, I think that's the book. Um, fantastic book. Sounds right. Uh, just great mystic and activist, um, preacher, scholar. So, and, and this prayer, I just want to give a little context. In our relationships, there's a lot of times it's the small things that get in the way, mm. and, and we get stuck on those small things. So just yeah. keep that in mind when we come to, to this prayer. Beautiful. So as, as usual, Charlie, shall we have the delicious Charlie Eastman sandwich? It sounds weirder <laughs> every time you say it, but yes, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Go right ahead. Let's pray. God, it is... It is good to be in relationships with others, to be able to have people we laugh with, we share with, we cry with, to have family, to have friends, neighbors. And we thank you for the ways that you've made us to be a relational people, 
and the relationships we have with you, especially through Christ. Help us with those that we are distant from. Help us with those who are pushing us, who are challenging us. Help us to be able to hear your presence in the midst of us. And may your presence be a blessing in every relationship we have. Well, Lord, you know I am not always good at building relationships. It's true in my own family who surround me with love, and, and sometimes I don't act loving and appreciative. And Lord, I'm, I'm sometimes bad at maintaining long-distance long connections as well. So today I ask you for strength and for a sense of joy in, in reassessing how I build my relationships, not so I can feel better about them, but so that those that I really do love and care about can feel better about them. Bless us in that work together. And from Howard Thurman, Our little lives are big problems. These we place upon your altar. The quietness in your temple of silence again and again rebuffs us. For some, there is no discipline to hold them steady in the waiting, and the minds reject the noiseless invasion of your spirit. For some, there is no will to offer what is central in the thoughts. The confusion is so manifest, there is no starting place to take hold. For some, the evils of the world tear, tear down all concentrations and scatter the focus of the high resolves. We do not know how to do what we know to do. We do not know how to be what we know to be. Our little lives, our big problems, these we place upon your altar. Pour out upon us whatever our spirits need the shock of life, of release, that we may find strength for these days, courage, and hope for tomorrow. In confidence we rest in your sustaining race which makes possible triumph in defeat, gain in loss, and love in hate. We rejoice this day to say, our little lives, our big problems, these we place upon your altar. Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. I, I love two things. I love that, that you called him a mystic mm. because yes. Yeah. Um, when I, when I, whenever I recommend, you know, extra biblical reading, when people are like, so I'm, I'm reading the Bible, but I want something else. Howard Thurman is almost always one that I can recommend to people nice. uh, without reservation. And the other one I often bring up is Mary Oliver because of oh, her yeah. spirituality. If you bring those two people, if you bring Thurman and Oliver into your conversation with Scripture, you will have a deeper appreciation of why Christianity matters to me, certainly, and, and, and about that mystical, spiritual aspect of it, why it's so uh, intoxicating and inspiring sometimes. Mm. The other yeah. thing I wanted to say is uh, I love the word, the substitution of tears for tear. Oh. Tear and tear. And they, as you read yeah. it, sometimes those accidents happen, and it reminds us of the dimensions that can, not just in English as a language, but how we relate to these situations. So. Nice. Yeah. Well read. It's, I love that prayer. It's such a, a, a beautifully written poetic prayer. It's so good. Yeah. The well, context of our little lives as, as opposed to the span of history and God's Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Yeah. Boy, those people, they could write. Indeed. Yeah. Jonathan, I feel like our relationship is a little better having talked about relationships. I think so. I think we might be able to pull through this week, Charlie. I might even pray for you once this well, week. Well, hold on now. I would, but again, I'm still on the commandment one. 
That's right. So Never mind. That's <laughs> stay, stay in your lane, Jonathan. <laughs> I can't wait to get to Commandment 7. <laughs> uh, the rest of my life is a train wreck. That's all it is. It's just... But uh, it's always good to see you. So all of our people out there, do pray for each other. Do something... You know what? Do something small but uh, unexpected today or tomorrow if it's evening. Tomorrow, for whoever else is in your household or, or within your, your sphere of influence, do something small but unexpected. Leave a note hidden. Um, you know, make, you know, make some cookies or something. Just something small but unexpected to kind of continue that joy in your relationships. Amen. Right on, Jonathan. All right. Be well, everyone. Yep. Be well. Bye.